What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about some damn good beef. And our friends over at Hassel Cattle Company are providing damn good beef to the entire United States. Hassel Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassel Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas, and they ship all over the United States straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassel Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu frank, of course, without any fillers, and two jerky flavors when the sweet and spicy is absolutely delicious. Their hamburger won Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam, and we love them, and they're giving us a a promo that we can't pass up. If you use the promo code DNVR10, you'll get 10% off your order over at Hassel Cattle Company, and if you spend over $200, you'll get free shipping. So make sure to get a lot of damn good beef for yourself and use that promo code DNVR10 over at Hassel Cattle Company. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L cattlecompany.com. All right, Mace, let's hop into the show. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on St. Patrick's Day. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. And before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. And time and time again, the one thing that will protect you against economic downturn is an education allowing you to adapt into varying careers. And you can go build your toolbox to be ready for whatever hits us with at over at MSU Denver Online. So make sure to check them out over at MSU Denver online. My boy, Mace, top of the morning to you. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, where's your green, Zach? Th- this is the closest I have to green. A little turquoise. Oh. I'm I'm saying that turquoise mm. is green today. Uh, you know what? Um, if I were not wearing a USF hat like I am right now, I'd give that a pass because I've got, got the kind of the teal Super Bowl 50 pullover on right now, but uh that's a blue teal. I, this is a green teal. Yeah, I found I found a green hat, man. I, I think uh the judge's ruling is going to be eh, on it. No, it 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 passes. Uh, it's it's funny. I couldn't find a single thing of green besides this. Uh and my girlfriend yeah. this morning woke up wearing a green shirt. She accidentally put on a green sweatshirt. She has green sweatpants lying around. I'm like, wow. I uh, certainly am not prepared for this holiday. Wait, green sweatpants? Green sweatpants. I mean, they and, and they're not teal. They're very green. She, okay. she has it all. <laughs> Maybe she's uh, making up for your relative lack of green. Because I see that, and I think Miami Dolphins right there. Oh, that, that okay. looks re- That looks really aqua on and camera. Can't you say aqua is green? Mm. Okay, so the, the, it's, it's not aqua. a no. It's I'll take green. it. 
It's not green. It's it's aqua. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I hope everyone has some green on today and is joined today. Hey, maybe someone, maybe some people have some green beer. Maybe they got uh, a Breck and put some green dye in it today. And before we go any further, Mason, talk about all the free agent friends. You see a lot of people tuning in. Really appreciate all of you. And we'd really appreciate if you hopped over and joined us on YouTube where that's the best quality. And it's also the easiest way to get your comments to show up. So please check out our YouTube page. Hit us with a like. We'd really appreciate that. Subscribe. And if you really want to get crazy, hit those alerts so you are notified every time we go live. And Mace, it's also, of course, the first official day of the new league year. So it's not only St. Patrick's Day, but Happy New Year for the Um. NFL at least as the kicks off today at 2 p.m. Mountain Time, Mace, when uh, everything can become official. All the math. Matthew Stafford can finally be a Ram, and Ronald Darby can finally be a Denver Bronco. Yeah, otherwise known as the day when people working on official team sites can celebrate because, like, for example, with Matthew Stafford, uh, the Rams can actually refer to him as being their quarterback, and and like you mentioned, with Ronald Darby, no longer will Darby be a Bronco, according to reports. When you worked on a team website, this was always the worst time of year until the new league year started because you had to do all this tap dancing. I remember Joe Flacco a couple of years ago. You couldn't really say much about him. Every always had to be according to reports. So <laughs> yeah. shout out to all the people working on NFL team sites, because this is a big day for them too. They can actually join the rest of us in talking full throttle about Ronald Darby and other guys that have moved on. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. And so we need to talk quarterbacks, of course, Mace, because a lot of quarterback news happened, but really quick uh, before we do Mace news coming down, that the bears may release Kyle Fuller. And one of the things that Vic Fangio told us a couple of weeks ago was that George Payton has prepared for all of the cap casualties that could happen. And uh, Kyle Fuller looks like he could be a cap casualty. You're talking about an all pro, a pro bowl cornerback. Is there any interest there from the Broncos? You think if he is released today, if there is an interest, they should, there, there should be, they should make, they should find a way to create their own interest in, in Kyle Fuller. Look, they still need a cornerback. Uh, now, the guys that they were probably looking at before Fuller potentially came on the market, uh, we're, we're probably we're talking about the Desmond King, Kevin King type of guys who'd be on prove it type of deals. Although Shelby Awuzier got more than a prove it deal from the Cincinnati Bengals, got a three year contract. But this is where you have to have flexibility. And look, George Payton has already shown flexibility, willing a willingness to say, okay, there are. Different directions I can go in. I'm going to react to the market. Vaughn Miller being here is a reaction to what happened because the Broncos were in on George Floyd or George Floyd, uh, Leonard Floyd, pardon me, um, George Payton, Leonard Floyd. That was bound to happen. Bad, you know, bad mistake there. But they were in on Leonard Floyd on Monday. The price got too high. And when Leonard Floyd's price was ultimately $16 million a year, uh, the Broncos you know they weren't particularly close on that although there was it, there was interest there so after you don't get Leonard Floyd boom you say okay let's run it back with Von Miller for a year George Payton calls Von Miller says hey you want to come back 
Vaughn says, yep, and boom, the Broncos pick Vaughn Miller up at at the terms in which he would would have put, in which he was scheduled to play all along. So now here's a situation where you could have somebody that Vic Fangio knows well, has seen play exceptionally well in his in their in his defense. Uh, his all pro season in 2018 was with Vic Fangio, of course. So you tweak your plans a little bit and. You have room to do it, e- even after accounting for the RFA tenders uh, to Tim Patrick and Alexander Johnson. Uh, the Broncos are going to be north of twenty-seven million dollars in cap space. They've got yep. so if it's it, it's a it may be a cash issue, but it's not going to be a cap issue if they want to get Kyle Fuller. Assuming he hits the market, they can get Kyle Fuller. It might be more than they were originally going to pay for that cornerback spot, but. Uh, uh, then you can kind of you can shift things around. Don't forget the cap numbers on Ronald Darby and Shelby Harris, according to Over the Cap, are four million dollars for this year. So they've created some room, and they've created a scenario where they know they're going to have some bi- some bigger numbers coming in in 2022 because both of them spiked to 11 and 13 million dollars uh, under the cap in that year. So why can't you have a similar contract for Kyle Fuller that bumps more of what he's going to make into 22 and 23 when you get that spike in the cap? Uh, this is something I think the Broncos can pull off. Yeah, and it's something that you you have to imagine that George Payton will be involved in. Uh, But if the price tag goes crazy, especially after already paying Ronald Darby $10 million, uh, even though the cap cap is only $4 million, you would think that if teams go crazy for him, that that's something the Broncos may back off on. And so that's a big name to watch. And Mason, a huge name to watch. The name to watch uh, is... uh, Deshaun Watson and all roads lead to Deshaun Watson and some huge news coming out this morning from John McClain. Of course, he is the Texans insider. He says the Texans haven't said they're not trading Watson since January. I expect him to be traded. Whoa. And this could be the biggest hurdle that the Broncos initially had in order to get Deshaun Watson was the Texans finally realizing that, okay, he's going to be gone. And if he, if they, if the Texans have cleared that hurdle, Holy cow, Mace, this is huge news. Now the question is where does he expect to be traded to? Because when, when, when I talked with John McClain a few weeks ago over on the, on the radio side, um, he did not expect Deshaun Watson to become a Bronco because he did not feel that uh, the Broncos had enough in terms of assets that teams like the Jets and Dolphins could offer more in terms of tradable assets like draft picks and things like that. And, of course, uh, the Dolphins can also throw into a Tunga Vailoa and give the Texans a quarterback of the future right away rather than having to go into the draft uh, to do, to do that. If they'd rather have Tua than one of these guys in the draft this year, or I mean, if they really wanted to get frisky and feisty, Zach, uh, the dolphins could trade for Deshaun Watson, send the Texans to a, and then the Texans uh, part of the deal could be getting, um, getting that number three overall pick. And then the Texans could take a quarterback then too, even though I think they'd probably be wise to take Panay Sewell if they, got that pick and, and ride with, with Tua and Sewell. So that's the one thing that's going to put a wrench in this. And it is the fact that by, I think by McLean saying that as well, 
you know, John McClain, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him a mouthpiece for the Texans organization. I know some people would, but clearly he has an idea of what the Texans are thinking and what they want. And the question then becomes, is what the Texans want something that exceeds what the Broncos can give up? Now, they have the ability to do it. If they're willing to sacrifice enough capital, they can pull this off. And certainly there's no cap issue because if the Texans trade to Sean Watson, his cap number is going to be just over $10 million for this year. So mm-hmm. even what the Broncos have spent in free agency, if it were a draft capital only deal, no problem. They can fit the Sean's contract in this year. And that's also part of the Broncos planning is that they wanted to make sure that if the Texans finally picked up the phone and received calls that the Broncos would be in position to make that deal and take that contract on full stop and they can. Yep. They absolutely can. And Mace, one of the things that that you said was about how the Texans are approaching this, but Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. He's really in the driver's seat here. And we hear a little rumor from Michael Lombardi Mm. yesterday on the Rich Eisen show. And he says Deshaun controls where he wants to go. The rumor is he doesn't want to play in New York. The rumor is he doesn't want to play in Miami. He wants to play in Denver or San Francisco. Oh, it's Mike Lombardi. I I don't put any validity in almost anything Mike Lombardi says. I mean, he he just throws stuff out. He's been, he's been wrong time after time. And uh, I mean, also, I mean, you know, there's a, a a Bronco connection with, uh, with Mike Lombardi. He was um, still on his previous contract, but he came, Mike Shanahan came in and kind of brought him in as a shadow GM and, spent the 07 season basically on, you know, trying to kind of undermine Ted Sunquist. So if you'll forgive me, Mike Lombardi saying something, uh, you know, that, that doesn't move my needle one. I, one iota, but if this is true and, and he did say it was a rumor, but yeah, if this, exactly. If this... Not like he said, this is news. Like he said, it was a rumor. I mean, uh, there's, you know, you know, if we went with everything that was a rumor, then, I mean, we'd have all sorts of crap out there i just the way everyone was re- was reacting last night i just wanted to freaking scream i'm sorry well i think it's exciting I, 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 for broncos country and, and because he did say him. it's crap well he did, say, he did say rumor yeah. though mace i mean he cut oh. he, he's cya right and there everyone jumped all over it which is why people put this stuff why people put this stuff out there because they're gonna jump all over the rumor and it, it honestly it's part of what i hate about this time of year it's why my, it's why this is my le- it's why this is my least favorite time of year because we have because crap like that gets put out there and we in the media end up reacting to it and we're just like trained we're like trained seals basically i think we i think we should be better i think fans should be better than over react to stuff like this but miss what what, soapbox what what is true about this is that you're better than you're better than overreacting to this zach by the way i think you're better than this well no mace because what's true about this and it's not necessarily what he's saying it's part of this equation is that if deshaun says i'm not going to miami well, then he's not going to Miami. If he says, I'm not going to the Jets, then he's not going to the Jets. However, if uh, if Drew Locke says, I don't want to go to New York, 
the Broncos can ship him off there. It, it doesn't matter what he has to say or not. So if Deshaun does say that, he can dictate where he goes. And if it does come down to one or two teams, if Deshaun does knock off uh, you know, half the teams in the league and, and the Broncos are still on that, well, then that really helps. And that is part of the equation. But Mace, when you break it down saying uh, what other teams can offer, yeah, the Jets do have a huge advantage on the Broncos having that number two overall pick. And the Dolphins do have a huge advantage on the Broncos offering the number three overall pick. That's why we've said, that if uh, th- this were to wait until after the draft, the Broncos would have a huge leg up on everyone else because that l- that playing field would kind of be leveled. But if this is something that happens now in terms of trade compensation, Broncos are, are going to maybe have to give an extra first-round pick to equate to, to what the Jets are giving yeah. up with the number two or number three overall pick. And is George Payton willing to do that? that I think that's a fair question. I mean, we also see uh, what came out in terms of what – Chicago offered Seattle for Russell Wilson and and Seattle flat declined. Now I think Seattle was wise to decline. I think that their best play is to try to rebuild things with Russell Wilson. But I mean, this is going to be a substantial package. If you get Deshaun Watson, this is going to hurt. And the question for George Payton is how how much future capital am I willing to Right. He he has to decide how much he's willing to give up there, Mace. Uh, and, and I totally see what you're saying. And and one thing that people would caution is saying that George Payton uh, is a draft and develop guy. So why would he want to come in here uh, before his very first draft even and give away three first round picks, give away three second round picks, give away so much when he's a draft and develop guy? Uh, and that is a legitimate thing that has to come into this conversation, Mace, is how much would he be willing to give up because for me you and me it's easy we give up whatever to get Deshaun Watson because that solves the quarterback issue George Payton who really wants to build this team through the draft as we've kind of seen he's only made one move through, through the start of free agency he really wants to do it through the draft would he be willing to give up as much as you and I yeah and I, I don't know that the answer to that and uh, only only George Payton knows the answer to that but he's think about how he's been waiting for this shot and if you've been waiting a long time, do you go ahead and basically blow up multiple years of, of high draft picks for one player? Or do you just say, okay, I'm going to find that guy some other way. I mean, that's, uh, and, and we don't know what George Payton is thinking on this. Now, will they be interested? Yes. But everything has a price point where you don't want to go past it. I mean, we see that in, in free agency. We, we can see that, like, you go back to Monday, and there was a price point the Broncos did not want to go past for Leonard Floyd. And when it went beyond that, you go to the next plan. And the next plan end up being, all right, let's bring Javon Miller back for a year on the, on the current terms if he's willing to come back. If he doesn't want to test the market, Vaughn was willing to come back, and boom, Vaughn Miller is a Bronco. He says he's going to be a Coloradoan for life, and, uh, you know, We'll we'll see what happens there because uh, there's a there's a scenario where Vaughn's sentiment could have been entirely different, and it's a reaction to basically how things went. George Payton, to his credit, has plans to go in direction A, direction B, direction C, direction D, and I would say right now direction A should be Deshaun Watson. But does he look at it and say, "Oh, three first round picks? That's a bridge too far." Right. And, that's and- that's what that's where it gets me. Will he go three first round picks and probably some combination of second and third round picks as well? And I, I, I get a sense that that third first that the third first round pick 
may be the bridge too far for for the Broncos, but we'll see. Mm, yeah, and of course you can do four first round picks once the draft officially starts. And hey, I'm with all the commenters here. We got the yeah. Nagulator saying if we had Watson, our next three first round picks will be in the twenties, anyways. Mm. Uh, you have Mark Anthony saying, "What did our Cutler picks get us? Nada. First round picks are overrated with compared to a young quarterback." And we have so many people in the comments right. section saying that. And hey, I totally, totally agree with you guys. I, I'm I'm right there with you, but it's just putting yourself in the mind of George Payton and where he may value these picks so much and maybe more mm-hmm. than us, he may also say, holy cow, did I just get the perfect job? I got to go to an organization that I wanted to go. We get to go out west, closer to California, where, where my wife's family is mm-hmm. from. And now, three months on the job, I get the opportunity to get a 25-year-old superstar quarterback. Yeah, and of course, the other thing, for this, for Sean Watson, you get that superstar quarterback, but then if you sacrifice picks and you end up having more to spend on the quarterback position, like for example, the team that trades for Deshaun Watson will find out that his cap number for 2022 is 35 million dollars. That's even when taking out uh, the portion of the contract that the Texans would uh, would assume because it's the prorated portion of of the signing bonus. So, 35 million dollars, and that means. You've got a lot to your quarterback, and then you lack the draft capital to get those cost-controlled guys to kind of fill in the gaps. And so that's uh, sort of the thing that, that lingers over it is that do you want to sacrifice draft capital and then you know having to be kind of fill in some pieces. Now, Watson's contract, it, it's really interesting because he, there's a roster bonus in 2023, so that roster bonus kicks in, that, and when it, when it does, it's $37 million. So the numbers are on Deshaun Watson are 35, 37, 32, and 32. And kind of what's interesting about that, Zach, is that means kind of the most unpalatable numbers are out of the shoot, whereas the $32 million numbers in 24 and 25 for Watson, that's at a point where you would have the cap space presumably to absorb that and then bring it and then bring in some free agency help a little bit while the cap is going up. So you can if you really look beyond the horizon, you can see that in 24 and 25 you're able to make up for the loss of draft capital if you have Deshaun Watson. That's why me, I would do it. I think there, I think there's a way you kind of balance things and you, and, and and pull this off. I would make this happen, even if it costs three first round, three first round picks, and maybe even four. Uh, although the Broncos would have to deal to get that fourth first round pick. The question is, what do the Texans want? And what and what does Deshaun Watson want? We have rumors and very little fact because. There's also there's also the rumblings out there that Deshaun Watson just wants out. That he yep. doesn't really care where. He just wants out. Yep, exactly. And Mace, uh, and and question for you guys in the comment section because I know so mm-hmm. many of you wanted the Broncos to keep Von Miller right. this year and are very happy that that $22 million cap hit is staying with the Broncos because that means Von's back. But here's a huge way to 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 just absorb Deshaun's big cap hit next year is this year Deshaun's making $10 million against right. the cap. Von's making $22 million against the cap. That's a total of $32 million. If you move on from Von next year, which would just simply mean not re-signing him because this is the final year of his deal, well, boom, $22 million in cap just 
freed up. Uh, would take it with the ten million he made this year. That's thirty-two. And what'd you say his cap hit is next year? Thirty-five. So you're only three million dollars away right. right now. So let me let me know in the comment section, guys. Would you be okay with losing Vaughn after this year, not resigning him, uh, if it means that you keep Deshaun Watson and you get Deshaun Watson? Now, of course, uh, that so factor that into the price of getting. Deshaun Watson as well is maybe losing Vaughn in free agency next year. Three first round picks, maybe a Bradley Chubb. I know this would be John mm. Elway's, uh, you know, nightmare not having any pass rush as well. Yeah. But to me, guys, so easy. He he he's the quarterback. It, it is really really easy. And you find a way to do it. Right now, Zach, uh, the Broncos, according to over the cap, have commitments to. Uh, 104 to 114 million dollars of players for 2022. So if the cap ends up at say 202 million, 203 million, they're north of 88 million dollars in cap space. So you start ha- now. Then you start saying, okay, well, you got to bring Cortland Sutton back and uh, Bradley Chubb's on the on the fifth year option, and you know item A, item B, item C. These things start to add up, but it's reasonable to to it's reasonable for next year to fit that in. I mean, really, really the, the, the big massive question in 22 would be, what do you do at edge rusher? Because I do think if the Broncos can pull off a trade in part, because their draft capital may not match some other teams that get involved in this, you're, you're potentially talking about Bradley Chubb. And so do you, I mean, you got Von Miller in your building. Do you, and I think the Texans would rather have Chubb than Miller just because of the youth, but you got John Von Miller for another year. Do you try to work out a contract? If he show, if do you roll the dice that he's going to have enough left in his tank for three years? Because that means that maybe the best play to make sure that you're keeping some pass rush punches uh, is Von Miller and uh, Malik Reed working together, or you know, because if you don't have the draft capital, you can't rely on the replacement coming that way. At least someone who can help you immediately. There, there are things that you can do to make this happen. I mean, again, I would do it, but the question is, does how much does George Payton value uh, the draft picks? And uh, the, the other, and of course, if he makes the trade for Deshaun Watson, I mean, that means his time as GM is defined by Deshaun Watson It's defined, not by a guy he drafted, but a guy he traded for. Yeah. And what, what does he, what does he want with that? I would hope that he would understand and I think he does. He knows that a quarterback is it. It's the alpha. It's the omega. It's the big. It's the the big cheese. But does he? But I would hope he'd say, "Look, Deshaun Watson, top five quarterback. Those guys. No one like this has ever become available at this point in his career. Nobody. Right. And yeah. uh, and do you and do you roll the dice and make the commitment? And someone asked me on Twitter, Zach, recently. Oh, I wouldn't do that because. The Cowboys, you know, made that deal for Herschel Walker back in 1989 with the Vikings, and the Vikings gave up a ton in draft and player capital, and it made the Cowboys and the Vikings never recovered for that. Well, the problem was, even in that age, when running backs were perceived to have a, a greater value than they do today, right? It was still a running back. It was yep. not a quarterback. It was not somebody who could have as profound an impact. Herschel Walker, in the end, had little impact. It. The, now, if they'd given up that trade, that trade value for Troy Aikman, the entire 1990s in NFL history might have been different. That would have been something worth thinking about, but not for Herschel Walker. So it's a quarterback. It's a different. It's a different mindset, different impact from the position. So don't you know? Don't look at that trade, which I know a lot of people do look at, 
and say, well, that's why you shouldn't trade no. for Deshaun Watson because it is apples to oranges. Yeah, it's completely, completely different. And May, speaking of Von Miller and value, we also just found out that Von Miller's value around the league could be a lot higher than people initially thought. Broncos wanted him to take a pay cut. He said no way. And Broncos didn't force him to take a pay cut because they would have had to release him if that was the case. And then on Monday, we found out just how valuable, even in this COVID free agency, how valuable pass rushers are with guys like Leonard Floyd getting $16 million. So many other guys getting around that $16 million ballpark as well. So maybe Von Bond could get some value in a trade as well. If you throw him in, maybe that, and he wouldn't be a throw in. Maybe that could count as a late first round pick in the Texans mind, a second round pick, something like that. Uh, He's obviously not one of the more valuable guys that you'd be trading because I think Bradley Chubb would would have way more value with his age uh, and his contract right now. But maybe that's something that you could keep Bradley Chubb throw in Von Miller uh, and, and obviously a lot more as well. Uh, and we, we have, uh, we have someone in the comment section, fake Bing saying Watson's going to go to San Francisco. And when we think about pass rushers, San Francisco probably has the most valuable player that they could put in a trade, not just between the Broncos and San Francisco, but every team. And that's Joey Bosa that that he would be a huge prize for the Texans to get. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Bosa. Oh, I'm sorry. Nick Bosa. Oh, no. Yeah. No worries. And of course, you know, he he was part of that 2019 draft. So you still have two years of cost control on Nick Bosa before you even get to the fifth year uh, option. And. Yeah, the 49ers would probably trade uh, Nick Bosa. There, it's not like the Niners would lack pass rushers either, because they still have D Ford and they still have Eric Armstead in the building. And it's one, it's one reason why they could maybe afford to trade Nick Bosa, as audacious as them as that might sound. And if you're the Texans, if you're smart, and yeah, it's it's a chaotically run organization, but Nick Casario is a reasonably smart football guy, and Nick Casario would certainly ask for Nick Bosa in a trade, in addition to draft capital, and also probably would ask for Jimmy Garoppolo as well. And I'm sure the 49ers would say no problem to that. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> but that's another thing kind of lingering in this is what it is what the Texans get back in terms of what they can do at the quarterback position this year. Now they have Tyrod Taylor that Tyrod Taylor can get them through a year, yeah. but uh, are they, you know, are they looking at the various offers and thinking, well, you know, if we can get a deal done with the jets, we can get number two, the number two overall pick and maybe even Sam Dar- and, and, and maybe even Sam Darnold as well. We de- If we deal with the Dolphins, we'd get Tua. if we deal with the Broncos, it would be drew lock. And then the number nine pick, no guarantee you're going to be able to get the quarterback you want at nine. And the 49ers, you could get uh, you could get Jimmy Garoppolo, who you know is maligned, and I get that, but he still has taken a team to a Super Bowl. Although right. in the playoffs that year, they rode they they rode the running game, but there's a clear there's a clear difference in the 49ers and how they've done the last few years, not only in terms of wins, but in overall offensive fi- efficiency with Jimmy Garoppolo compared to when they've had to put their backups in there. So there is a positive impact to Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and I think. 
Well, Mace, I think with the situation that the Texans have built signing Tyrod Taylor uh, for a decent amount of money, what is it, $6 million guaranteed, and he can get up to $12 million, I think, is the contract down there. Uh, that's enough to, to, to be a guide to get you through a season like you're saying. But I also think that that could make Drew Locke just a little more valuable in a trade to the Texans because the Drew Locke, he still has a chance to be very good. Now, the percentage might not be there, but he could be their one-year development quarterback and go down to Houston and they could try to create him uh, to be a very good player and take that shot on him. And they may value that as, you know, second, third round type of pick in, in a trade for him. And then if it doesn't work out with Drew, they have Tyrod to get you through the year. And then they have so much draft capital in order to get their guy next year. But that may make Drew just a little more valuable. It may. And, you know, how much do they believe in Drew Locke and, and how great an asset is is he because if if there was a deal drew lock would almost be certainly be included and he would be redundant to the broncos i mean i can't right. you could imagine it with uh the matthew stafford trade and and the broncos insisting on hanging on to drew lock and having him develop behind stafford because of the contract situation with both of them but and the age of matthew stafford but not there's no way he's off the table if you're talking with the Houston Texans because ideally you're solving your quarterback position for at least a decade if you bring in Deshaun Watson and things work out and you get him re-signed when his contract expires in a few years. So what do the Texans think of Drew Luck? And that's something that you know I, I'd love to be able to say I have particular insight on, but I don't. But I don't. We don't know what Houston thinks uh, of Drew Luck because uh, you look at their brain trust right now and their brain trust was not there when Drew Locke sliced and diced them up in December of 2019. Yeah. At least in terms of Nick Casario and David Coley, the, the head coach now. Yeah. Jack Easterby was in the building. Maybe he thinks <laughs> Drew Locke is the way to shoot in the light. And it's like, yeah, go get this guy. I make sure he's in any make sure he's in any deal. I view Drew Locke like a first round pick. I certainly hope that somebody in the Texans feels that way because the more they value Drew Locke. In a deal, if you pull it off with Deshaun Watson, maybe that means you're giving a little less in terms of draft capital or player or other player capital. Right. So you right. hope they think highly of of Drew Locke. You hope that they value him like a first round pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely do. And that would be huge. And just the fact that they have a vet there now could make Drew Locke as a developmental guy uh, sell a little bit better. Man, Maze, I could talk Deshaun Watson all day long. And heck, maybe we'll be talking about him all day long if he becomes a Bronco soon. And it's going to be interesting. Does this thing happen this week? Or is it something that the Texans just continue to carry out? But this gives me hope. The John McClain report gives me hope that it will happen happen sometime before the draft yeah I, a ample hope there I, it's the question of is it going to happen with the broncos does deshaun watson insist uh, insist on a specific team and does he say no i mean that the no trade clause is there but does he just want out that badly and uh what kind of hand is, does deshaun watson want to play certainly if the rumblings about the about what spurred that lawsuit last night are are true, of course. Uh, Tony Busby, a lawyer, former mayoral candidate in the city of Houston, posts on Instagram that going to be that he's part, that he's the rep legal representative on a lawsuit filed against Deshaun Watson. First of all, why are you posting this on Instagram? Very weird. Yeah, I, I, that that does not mesh with anything legally to say I'm going to file a, a, a lawsuit. 
second of all, we learned that uh, you know, Tony Busby uh, was the was the neighbor of Bob McNair, the late Houston Texans owner. Uh, he's a, he's a diehard Texan fan. Third, Busby is someone who has uh, been a little bit all over the place. I don't mean to bring politics into this, but this is a guy who, in a two month span of 2016, went from saying he was completely done with Donald Trump leading up to the presidential election after the Access Hollywood tape to saying, I'm donating $500,000 to his inaugural fund. So it's like, okay, I mean, you just did a 180 in literally two months here that involved a half a million dollars. So but I, I would take what this guy puts out there with a grain of salt. And the, the thing is, the Texans have been so nuts in how they've gone about things for the last year plus mm-hmm. that – such that 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 such thought ends up gaining traction because you think, oh my gosh, the stupid things that they've done, they they really would do something ridiculous like be behind something like this. It's it's not something that you can completely dismiss because of what the Texans pattern has been over the last year plus. And so, I mean, sometimes, and this is to the Broncos' benefit, perhaps you may have to recommend that you could be dealing with some functionally crazy people here and of course if you you know for those older bronco fans who remember 1983 with john elway one of the things that helped was that edgar kaiser the broncos owner was dealing with a functionally nutty owner in robert ursay in baltimore and was able to exact terms that were far less than for example the colts gm at the time maria corsi wanted so maybe so maybe that is in play as well that you're dealing with people who aren't necessarily acting in 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 rational ways and aren't acting in their own best interests. Yeah, yeah, you'd certainly hope so. That would certainly certainly help. And Larry A says you guys are losing it, and I'd yeah. say Larry, are, it, it it's fun to uh, when there's hope, it's fun to ride with it. I I already lost it with the uh, Mike Lombardi thing. I'm sorry, but I, <laughs> that that guy I just knew get, you would lose it. That guy just gets under my skin. Yes, I can. I, we I'm, can tell. I, I'm Certainly. I'm really sorry about that, but I that guy that dude just gets under my skin, and I, and I just and last night I, I was sitting there and it was all I could do to just not jump on everybody <laughs> on social media the way you're the reacting. It's like, what, you know, come on, you're you're giving this guy credence. Okay, and, calm down, calm yeah, down, calm yeah. down. This guy. <laughs> and makes you talk about how the Texans haven't been making very many good moves. What one of the good moves I think is a good move was signing Tyrod Taylor, and of course that takes one option away from the Broncos. Uh, he, he was a guy that we talked about a decent amount because he's a guy that Vic would like, doesn't turn the ball over, uh, a steady veteran. And you saw a couple of more of those guys go off the board yesterday. You had Kobe Brissett go to the Dolphins, kind of the exact same thing, maybe a little more upside potentially there and then you have Andy Dalton going to the Bears and boy I know people in Chicago are just they, they, they are in the worst spot ever right now going from Trubisky and Foles to now Andy Dalton that seemed when they were maybe on the cusp of getting Russell Wilson as well uh, so th- those aren't you know, exciting names off the board by any means, but that those all happened yesterday. So available quarterbacks, if the Broncos aren't able to get Deshaun Watson, or they decide to make a move on a quarterback before they trade for Deshaun Watson, let's say the Texans hold out for a while. It looks like there's Mitchell Trubisky and Alex Smith on the free agent market. Those are kind of the two biggest names right now. And then potential trade quarterbacks, Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, who has been connected with the Broncos a little bit and Sam Darnold. Yeah, and the interesting thing here is 
if I'm in Broncos country and yeah, this is kind of a consolation prize if you don't get the Sean Watson. Um, think in terms of the guys that are in the trade market. Alex Smith, I think there's a league-wide expectation that he's going to end up in Jacksonville with his college coach, Urban Meyer. And that would definitely free up uh, Gardner Minshew. One of the things that kicks in, we see these contracts for for, for the quarterback sign. Uh, Gandy Dalton's number is $10 million. Whew. Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, his average annual per year, you know, his per year deal is, uh, you know, obviously it's one year. It's ten, it's ten million dollars. Well, the team that trades for Nick Foles would get him for four million. Yeah. The team, if a team trades for Sam Darnold because the Jets assume the prorated portion of what's left of the signing bonus, it's going to be just under four point eight million dollars. Gardner Minshew. It's the biggest steal of all at eight hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars for the twenty twenty one season, and so the uh, the Broncos, I think, if they get a quarterback from that pool, it's going to be via trade because they are thinking not only in terms of cost control for the cash budget, they're thinking, do we want to have potential eight figures, ten million dollars, going to a guy who might not end up starting because Drew Locke beats him out in competition. So I would be thinking and I'd be thinking very strongly in terms of Foles, Darnold, Minshew. And the other, the thing that's interesting, Zach, is look at all the quarterbacks going off the board. Uh, you know, Dalton goes to the Bears and then Fitzpatrick goes to, to Washington and, and Miami nabs uh, Brissett and Taylor goes to Houston. So really, you've kind of, you've, you've thinned the field a little bit. I mean, you, you, there's rumblings that uh, there were some reports a couple of days ago that San Francisco was interested in Mitchell Trubisky. So if San Francisco has Trubisky, that'd be great. Gonna, it'd be great because you know what? Then that would narrow the field basically to Pittsburgh, New England, even though they did bring in Cam. That's a very budget friendly contract because it's incentive laden. And, and Denver for a Gardner Minshew, for a Sam Darnold. So you actually get into an advantageous spot where maybe you're only bidding against one or two other teams to get somebody who, if it's Dalton or Minshew could provide competition. And also if that guy beats out drew lock has some upside can, can be the future. Yeah. And that's what I like about Gardner is yeah. the upside there. And I know a lot of people are worried about Trubisky, especially with the price tag, you know, $15 million is what he could command. And he, like you said, Mace, he really seems like the only legitimate option because of Alex mm -hmm. Smith going to the Jags potentially. Uh, he seems like the only legitimate option in free agency that would be out there. And I know a lot of people right. are getting nervous. So Mace of the remaining five guys, and we're going to put Deshaun Watson to the side since we already gave him 40 minutes of this show well, because of course and he's that, also that, like yeah, yeah that's our number one he's he's plan a okay right. if we're gonna if we're doing this and if you're george payton this is how you should be thinking deshaun watson's plan a but the thing that i like about george payton is as we saw with the floyd von miller situation george has got plan b plan c plan d he's mm -hmm. got a bet he's and so plan a is deshaun watson Plan plan B among those quarterbacks, Zach, who would you say should be plan B? 
Well, and that's what I want to do right now. I want to yeah. rank the remaining five options. We have Sam Darnold, Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew, Alex Smith, and Mitchell Trubisky. And one of the things that you do have to take into this is that Mitchell Trubisky and Alex Smith will be getting free agent money. Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, and Sam Darnold will be getting the contracts they're on, but you will have to trade to get mm-hmm. them. So how are you ranking these five guys? Okay. You want to start with five or you want to start with one? Let's start. Let, 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 oh, let's start with five. All right. We're going to do this. Casey, we're going to do this Casey Kasem style. We're going to count them down. Option number five for, for me on this list is Nick Foles. Me too. <laughs> yes. And that's the one that I'm the most nervous about. Maybe. I am too, because this is a, this is something I could see the Broncos doing is yeah. bringing in Nick Foles because the bears could render him could have rendered him redundant by bringing in Andy Dalton. I mean, they could have a Foles Andy Dalton competition. I mean, hey, that would be, that'd be better than the Trevor Simeon Paxton Lynch decision slash competition of 2017. But the thing with Foles is that he's not somebody you want to have to put in there until December. I mean, we know for whatever reason, Nick Foles is great in December and January, but up until then, just a just a struggle. So for him, yeah. And also Nick Foles, it's limited. If you have to put him out there, he's a bridge and you have to go get a quarterback. He is nothing more than a bridge at this stage. Now, and the thing, but the reason why Nick Foles is legitimately in the conversation for the Broncos is Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer was in Philadelphia on Chip Kelly's staff when Nick Foles had exploded out of the gates with that marvelous 2013 season. But then the bloom came off the rose pretty quickly for Nick Foles. And part of that was because everybody figured out what Chip Kelly was doing. So while you understand why, that why Pat Shermer could have a really fond, he could have really fond feelings about Nick Foles as, as a quarterback. It's a long time in the past. Yeah. I it's would nearly a decade in the past. Yeah, not not a fan of that move. So that's easily both our number fives, Mace. What's right. your number four? Number four for me is Alex Smith. Okay, why? Why? It's just I don't know that there's a lot in the tank right now. Even though uh, over the over the course of his career, he's been very efficient, especially once he got out of, once he got uh, out of those first few years where he developed. And I think he could be a great mentor for Drew Locke. But again, kind of like Nick Foles, there's no long term possibility there. You bring him in, he's a bridge, and that's it. Now that being said, I think in terms of the likelihood of these possibilities, I would rank Alex Smith number five because. I think it would shock everybody if he does not reunite with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Yep, and I'm with you, Mace. Alex Smith, I do like him as a quarterback. Just doesn't really make sense for the Broncos, so I'm putting him at four as well. Let's see if we just have the same list, Mace. Who's three? Who who makes it in your top three? Okay, my number. So well, to reset, three. you have Mitchell Trubisky, Gardner Minshew, and Sam right. Darnold. Well done. I've I have. On my list, Sam Darnold, number three. Okay, okay. But I would say he is not number three on the Broncos list. I'd say I would say he's a little bit higher yeah. uh, than that. Uh, again, with I expect that if they don't get Deshaun Watson, the Broncos will have one of Nick Foles, Sam Darnold, and Gardner Minshew. Um, the reason why Darnold is low is because 
he probably will cost you a day two pick or the equivalent thereof. Now, there were reports yesterday that the Jets wanted two twos for Sam Darnold and, and found the market lacking. So maybe they're dialing that back to one, two, but, and you know, the other thing that was thrown out there yesterday and dismissed was the notion that Tim Patrick would be involved in a deal. And of course uh, that was dismissed. I think the Broncos would have, if they made a deal for Sam Darnold would like to have Tim Patrick just because they're so stacked at wide receiver, but, does Tim Patrick really add anything uh, to the, to the trade beyond kind of being a throw in compared to a second round pick or a third round pick? Cause right. maybe it's not two twos. Maybe it's a two and a three. Are you willing to sacrifice a two and a three for Sam Darnold? Probably not. Yeah. Macy's my number three as well. And I mean, I just can't imagine what the outside world would be thinking if the Broncos had a quarterback competition, this training camp with drew lock and Sam Darnold. And just statistically, you look at their numbers last year and they're, you know, two of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. I think it, people would just be laughing at the, at the Broncos and Sam Darnold's talent is there, but I just, I think the best place for him Mace could be like Pittsburgh, go there, sit a year behind, um, Ben Roethlisberger and, you know, he, he'll be ahead of, uh, uh, Haskins there in Pittsburgh. That'll, that'll be easy, but that's the type of place that he needs, not Denver right now. I would agree with that. But the interesting thing with Darnold is that he's going into his contract year. So, I mean, it's, it's funny to look at a scenario where a team could bring him in give him kind of a year of football rehab and then would have, might have to fight to keep him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because the other thing is, if you're bringing him in just for competition or as a backup, you're—I don't think you're taking the fifth-year option on Sam Darnold, which, by the way, you would have to decide on right there at the start of May of this year. Yes, if you, you would. Tra- if you trade for him, you assume the—you uh, assume the choice of having that fifth-year option. Right. And I can't imagine a team that would only bring him in to be competition or to develop and maybe not getting him on the field this year saying, yeah, we're going to immediately pick that up. That would be interesting. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, Mace, your number two, I guess I can guess. Cause I think it's the same as mine. Yeah. This is boring, isn't it? Cause we're both going to say Mitchell Trubisky, aren't we? Yes, we are. Ah! But what, what, what I'm going to say, I'm going to say that there is a huge gap in between number one and number two, Mitchell Trubisky, he's better than you think, but yes, he is. I don't think he's the answer. And you know, Chicago people would be laughing at the next team that gets Mitchell Trubisky, and that's obviously a scary thing. Uh, and I guess whatever team gets Mitchell Trubisky can laugh right back at them for getting Andy Dalton as their guy. Uh, but for me, there is a huge gap between one and two, yeah. And the thing with Trubisky. You're right. You hit the nail right on the head when you said better than you think, because the perception is that Mitchell Trubisky is awful. Mitchell Trubisky is average. Mm -hmm. He is an average starter. If you really kind of dive into what he did over the last few years, he's firmly in that middle tier where you get in trouble is in paying elite money for an average guy. Well, you wouldn't be paying elite money for Mitchell Trubisky. You'd be paying $10 million a year. But then and it factors in with number one. If you assume that Trubisky and Gardner Minshew are both mid-tier right now, one has a different price point than the other, and one had a considerably worse supporting cast around him 
than the other. And that's number one pick Gardner Minshew, who yeah. has been decent, has been decent, is efficient, is accurate, and did it with a support system and supporting casting Jacksonville that was awful. I mean, the, the the thing with Minshew, Zach, is that people say, Oh, Sam Darnold didn't have anything around him in New York. Gardner Minshew didn't have much around him in Jacksonville either. Right. And 37 touchdowns, 11 interception is what Gardner Minshew has. And just to recap, these are these are our top five of the quarterbacks yes. remaining, not named Deshaun Watson that we think could legitimately become available, whether it's in free agency or trade. Mays, I love doing that with you. It just shows where we are right now. You jotting down a note? You you creating a little graphic for us right now? Uh, yeah, my uh, my rudimentary graphics here. Um, trying to show what the difference between where like up here is Deshaun Watson, yeah. and then you go way down here, and that's where, and then you get to Minshew and Trubisky closer together, and somewhere in this middle, Zach, I've got to get my weather forecasting ability to kind of you know get my my <laughs> pointer, right. my pen, my pencil in the right spot. Somewhere in there, in the middle, is where you're talking about a first round quarterback. Absolutely. And that's the whole thing of if George Payton falls in love and has a conviction on one of these quarterbacks, if he can't get to Sean Watson, then go get that guy. If you believe George Payton, if you believe in Trey Lance, do what it takes to get him because you don't expect to be picking ninth. You may have to move up, but you don't expect, but you're going to be in a more advantageous position to move up now than you would be in the future. If you have a conviction on Zach Wilson, if you have a conviction on Justin Fields, if you have a conviction on Zach's guy, Mac Jones, do it, make that happen. Mac Jones actually came up in a discussion yesterday, Zach. And I always like to talk about Mac Jones with you because of this. If the Patriots call you and you're sitting at nine and they call you out moving up to nine and they're willing to give a first round pick to do it, but clearly they want Mac Jones and Bill Belichick, who probably knows as much about Mac Jones as Nick Saban, probably because he asked Nick Saban is doing that. Do you, do you step back and say, Whoa, if Bill Belichick wants Mac Jones, maybe I need to rethink this. Yeah, absolutely. Because Mace, before I even get that call, you know me, I love Mac right. Jones. So yeah, I'm probably taking it. And then you get that, then you feel great about mm -hmm. picking him at nine. You say, no thanks, Bill, but thanks for giving me the final vote on who I'm going to take right now. So do you think this is fair to say, okay, Deshaun Watson's all the way up here. Uh, Mingshu and Trubisky and the others are down here. Yep. And that you'd put first round pick in, in the middle. Without a doubt, first yeah. round pick is certainly higher for me than all of these options. Yeah, if if you're you know if you are going to bring in a quarterback, but um, yeah, that's that's how I feel. And you know what? Let's say you bring in Trey Lance, and Drew Locke responds to that by just being amazing, shows he's the guy. Then you trade Trey Lance, right? Simple, simple as that. And, and yep. you do the opposite of what the Chargers did when they had Drew Brees in their building. And they pick Philip Rivers, and Drew responded to Rivers being there by becoming Drew Brees, the the guy who's going right. to the Hall of Fame. Yep. And the Chargers said, "We're gonna, you know, we're, we're gonna ride ride with Rivers." When free agency came up, of course, the uh, the labor injury for Drew Brees kind of exacerbated that decision. But 
if Drew Locke is healthy, maybe for the Broncos and you have that sort of situation after a year or two, you make a different decision and say, we're sticking with the incumbent. We can get a first round pick back for this young guy. Let's go ahead and do it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You're, right. you're not in a bad place right. if you have two good quarterbacks. That is for sure. And oh, Mace, yeah. be, the, what a great conversation. We went extra Lively. long on oh. this one. And before we get out of here, guys, got to get our DraftKings pick of the week in. Mace, I'm going to basketball for the first time in 2021 for my pick of the week. And of course, got to talk about March Madness coming up starting on Friday. I guess technically play-in game starting tomorrow. Tomorrow night, but I'm not going with the play-in team, Mays. I'm going with one of the best teams in the country for my pick of the week. I'm going with Alabama. You heard me. Alabama basketball to make the Elite Eight at plus 150. Mace, they're a two-seed right now. They have one of the best offenses in the entire country, and all they have to do is be one of the final eight teams. By the seeding, it would tell you that they're going to be that, and you get plus money if you take them to make the Elite Eight over at DraftKings Sportsbook, plus 150. Give me Alabama to turn into a little bit of a basketball school in March right now. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I am I love Alabama going into this tournament, and Oof, love it. I'm... I'm I'm going. A, I'm going a step farther. Oof. I'm going four. To, they're four to one to make the final four. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm taking that. I let's go. I look. Even though it means, yeah, they'll be bet. They they've got CU in their bracket, so you're not picking CU. I know RK might be disappointed in us saying that. I, I love this bracket for Alabama. Actually, the the funny, you know, the, the game I'm concerned most about for them in this bracket is if they face Texas in the sweet 16. That's the one that I get a little bit nervous about, but I like them to, to pretty comfortably come out of the, of their pod the first weekend. They've got Iona college, the old, you know, Jim Valvano would say, Jim Valvano, I own a college. And the person would say, well, you look awfully young to own your own college. <laughs> uh, can't, can't go wrong citing Jim Valvano at this time of year. And then, you get Texas in the Sweet 16 if seeding holds. Although uh, there's a there's a possibility Michigan State could make a run. They're sitting there in that play-in game. They'd be in that pod as well. And then on the other side, the the I think Florida State comes out of the other side of the of, of the bracket there in the East region uh, with Michigan as the number one. So then you got Florida State, Alabama, and Florida State is long, talented, deep. It's a it's a Great connect collection of athletes that Leonard Hamilton all, always has. But Alabama is a more refined team than Florida State. We saw FSU against Georgia Tech last Saturday kind of show their da- their downside. They'll have a hiccup at some point. I think they get to the Elite Eight, but they go against a, a very well-schooled, well-drilled Alabama Crimson Tide team. Not unlike Nick Saban's football teams. It's a very much on brand for the Crimson Tide to be very well-schooled and disciplined. Alabama in the final four. I'm taking that at four to one. Oh, I love it, Mace. I love it. I almost went with that one, but I went with the safe play, and you still yeah. get plus 150 over at DraftKings yeah. Sports. I cannot wait for this tournament. And guys, speaking of But the Nagulator doesn't like our picks. No. Oh, the Nagulator. I love Alabama basketball, but they'll lose, lose before the Elite Eight. Get too lazy. You know what? I don't know. I, I have a lot of confidence also in Nate Oates, their, their head coach, to keep them on the straight and narrow for this tournament. And uh, Alabama basketball has a chance to do something that is never that the Crimson Tide has never done. And this has been over the last 40 years or so, more often than not, a good program that has fallen a bit short of what they could have done in March. You could argue that Alabama 
might be the best program in college basketball that has never made a Final Four. I think that changes this year, Zach. Let's go, Maze. Music to my ears. <laughs> Love you, Nagulator, but I very, very hope that you are wrong there. And speaking of the tournament and speaking of DraftKings Sportsbook, there's no better place to get in on all of the action than over at our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And guys, not only are they giving you plus 150 odds on Alabama to make the Elite and plus 400 odds to make the the final four they're giving you an opportunity to bet on an underdog four dollars on an underdog and if that underdog wins you'll win 256 dollars it's that simple you can turn four dollars into 256 dollars over at DraftKings sportsbook check out their app you can pick uh, a, a few select underdogs and if that team wins you'll win 256 dollars over at DraftKings sportsbook you can also get in on nba you can get in on hockey they have Great odds boost every single night over there at DraftKings Sportsbook. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to two, to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code DNVR to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4700 and man wow thank you thank you mace thank you and man i i give you an applause mace what what a fun first segment man we we had tensions rise we we were we were happy we were uh we had everything on this first segment and thank you all so much for joining joining us let's peel back the curtain here sometimes a little dramatic tension is part of the show yes and uh I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Zach, but uh, if this is something that on the radio side uh, ha- often comes up. When, it, when the light is on, take nothing personally. Oh, of course. No, and, of course not. <laughs> yeah. I hope, and I hope you don't, but some, but yeah, uh, the, the light went on and I was, I think someone said I was triggered. <laughs> yep, yes, you could say were. I was triggered by the name Mike Lombardi. <laughs> and I've been yes. triggered for about, 15 hours as a result of that. (laughs) Well, thank you all so much for rolling with us on the live side. We're about to jump into the pod side. And if you wouldn't mind hitting us with a a thumbs up, subscribe and turn on alerts on YouTube, we'd really appreciate it. And we really appreciate you rolling with us on YouTube. We'll jump into the pod side now. And just like that, the magic of podcasting, we are about to jump in the comment section. But first, want to tell you how you can leave a comment. Go to thednvr.com. At the top of the screen, there's a podcast tab. Click on that. Click on Broncos. It should be the first one that pops up. And then all of our Broncos podcasts will pop up. Click on the top one. That's the most recent one. And when you scroll to the bottom of the page, a comment section will magically appear and you can leave your comment there. However, the comment section will only appear if you are a member of the DNVR.com. And we love for you to join our family. Not only do you get access to leave comments uh, to be read exclusively on the pod, but you also get access to the members only discord where you you get to talk sports with other diehard fans. You get to read our content, not just Broncos, but every single sport that we cover. You get to read all of our information there. And you get a free DNVR shirt with membership subscription, with an annual membership subscription. And you get the DNVR Locker Weekly member. Guys, I can keep going on about what you get. You get the big beer for the price of a small beer at the DNVR bar. And we're also offering a free holistic recovery wellness stick from Holistic Wellness for the next couple hundred members 
members that sign up. It's a CBD stick that packs 10 milligrams of CBD. And this one is focused on recovery for, from our friends over at Holistic Wellness. So make sure to become a member now to get this thrown in with your package. That's Holistic Wellness, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. And they're giving our listeners 30% off if you go to their website and use the magical code DNVR30. So make sure to get a free annual or get a free membership, annual membership, get a free DNVR shirt, get the holistic wellness stick with the coupon inside, and you get everything that comes with being a DNVR member. So make sure to join our family. We would really appreciate it as well. Why wouldn't you join with that kind of offer? I mean, my goodness. I mean, that, that's just that's just terrific. The, the benefits of becoming a DNVR member, part of our family, just keep adding up. And of course, one of the big supporters of the DNVR family are good friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. And of course, it's been a big, big winter for them. Why? Because the winter saw the launch of their hard seltzer brand, good company, hard seltzer they've got it in a 15 pack which has got apple pear cherry peach berry and as you simpsons fans might know honeydew that's the money melon as Krusty the clown might say so if you want to find out where to get some of those delicious hard good company hard seltzers from breckenridge brewery check out the breck beer locator which is on the breckenridge brewery website and see where the closest 15 pack of seltzers is to you to pick one up of course if you're in the denver area check out the farmhouse that's the the restaurant at their brewery down in Littleton. It's right off Santa Fe. I've had many a great meal over at the farmhouse. You won't be disappointed. It's the best pub grub uh, that you'll find really outside of the DMVR bar in the Denver area. Check them out. And you know what? Call 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. If you just want to pick up your order, they will bring your order right out to the car for you. And don't forget, when you place your order, use that magical code DNVR. Save $5 off your meal over at the farmhouse and if you want some of those delicious breck brews and those, those seltzers no problem add them to your order at the farmhouse and they'll bring them right out to your car for you and don't forget if you're outside of colorado i mentioned that breck beer locator to find those seltzers you can find of course all the delicious breck and race brews and where there is some place near you carrying them i've had no problem finding breck and race brews all over this country i don't think you will either there's probably some place not too far away from you that has those delicious Breckenridge brews. So find that on the Breck Beer Locator and have a taste of Colorado no matter where you are in the United States. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of the NBR. All right, Mace, really quick before we hop into the comment section, yes. about a month ago, you talked to Texans insider John McClain. And what did you take from that conversation? Well, he was pretty emphatic about uh, McClain or, or McClain was about uh, John, about Deshaun Watson not becoming, uh, not being traded. He said, first of all, he said there was no chance uh, that he'd be traded to Denver because other teams offered more in draft capital. But here's what he said about whether Deshaun Watson would be traded, period. I think the Texans do not trade Deshaun Watson, and I think he sits out through the offseason and through the regular season and comes in when it's time to get credit for the season, when the smart thing to do would be to exhaust all avenues and then make that trade. So in less than a month, that was on February 19th, John McClain, who is as plugged in as anybody in the Houston Texans, has gone from saying, I do not think Deshaun wants to be traded to, I expect him to be traded. 
How about that? Just some hype for the Broncos. <laughs> I love it, Mace. I love it. Let's keep that fire going and let's keep that fire going in to the comment section. First one coming in from Sebastian Airbay. My boys, hope you guys had a great Monday. I want to start off by saying that I've been listening to Charlie, also known as Lou Drock's podcast. It's called UK NFL Breakfast Show, and it's instantly become a favorite of mine. Highly recommend for everyone listening to give it a listen. And Charlie, if you're listening, keep up the great work. All right, now on to the question. So go check out Charlie Ludrock's show, UK NFL Breakfast Show. We love it. He goes on and says, I was thinking, how would you guys rank our wide receiver room at the moment? Not assuming that they take a jump next season, just right now. Personally, for me, it's Cortland Sutton, two Jerry Judy, three Tim Patrick, four KJ Handler, five Deshaun, ha Deshaun Hamilton, six Deontay Spencer, seven Deshaun, oh, Deshaun Hamilton again, eight Kendall Hinton, nine Trinity Benson. Let me know what you guys think. Much love, Sebastian. Ah, so basically you've got uh, Deshaun Hamilton uh, twice there. You know what? Uh, the guy who's missing is um, Tyree Cleveland. Oh, certainly. And uh, I would say that, um, first of all, Deontay Spencer, I'm not even sure I'd categorize as wide receiver, though technically he is. He's on the roster to return kicks and punts. So I would move him down. I would, and I would say. That's where Tyree Cleveland's going for me is where Deontay yeah. was at six. Yeah, he's going number six, and there's a chance for him to close and mm -hmm. get spot number five from Deshaun Hamilton. The thing with Deshaun, though, is uh, you know what you're getting with him. And frankly, frankly, I think Deshaun Hamilton's going to go somewhere else when his contract expires and probably do pretty well. I feel like the Broncos have not used him as effectively uh, as they could have. He's a pure slot receiver, and he hasn't had as many opportunities as, you, as he would like to uh, to excel in that role. So. Um, I think you've got this. You've got this nailed. However, I would say this: if the Broncos decide that they only want to carry six wide receivers and they count Deontay Spencer among them, I could see them keeping Tyree Cleveland and Deshaun Hamilton being cut. The general point of all this, though, Zach, is I think you can say that uh, the Broncos could trade from this room uh, in terms of trading a Tim Patrick or Deshaun Hamilton and still be pretty well stacked. Yep, they absolutely could. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with your list. There, there's, I, I do think Jerry Judy's two, Tim Patrick three, KJ Hamler four. Yeah, I think you nailed it for, for the most part, Sebastian. Yep. Next one coming in from Windy City Bronco. I want to chime in to defend Milwaukee really quick. The first time I was there, I had the same impression. It was in the winter. It was cold and pretty dreary. Then a few years ago, a friend of mine has his bachelor party there. I was skeptical, but Milwaukee is an amazing town in the summer. There's a really good beer scene, and you can't beat Wisconsin fried cheese curds for quality bar food. Really, it's, a, it's like a small but more affordable Chicago. They were both built at around the same time, and they have both lakefronts. That said, you are not wrong. The winters there and here in Chicago are brutal. I grew up in Denver, and Denver winter is balmy by comparison. You should come check it out in the summer, though. You'll love it. Yeah, and also, I would say with Milwaukee, if it's good enough for arguably the best player in the NBA, it should be good enough for you. Yay, I love Gian it. Giannis wanted to stay there. Of course, the Bucks justified uh, Giannis's faith by uh, going and making that extra holiday deal, so uh, you know they're all in, but it's good enough for him. It's good. Good enough for the Greek freak. It's good enough for you. I love it. I love it. I'm sure Milwaukee's good. I'm just teasing with yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Casper, fellas, let's say Tim Patrick becomes a true number two receiver this season. Can you see a scenario where they lock him up long-term and trade Sutton to get future picks? 
That would be uh it would be a very, very bold move. But uh Mace, let's say you trade for Deshaun Watson. What do great quarterbacks do? They elevate the the players around them, especially wide receivers. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, they've had some uh no names at wide receiver and had made them into names. Do you need you know, tons of superstars at wide receiver. If you have Deshaun Watson, no, probably not. And let's say you also trade three first round picks in order to get Deshaun Watson. Let's say you keep Cortland Sutton here for a year and then you trade him for two first round picks. I mean, then you're saying, Holy cow, this, uh, th- this Deshaun Watson trade didn't hurt us as much. Although you wonder if the Texans would want either Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy in a deal. Maybe. Yeah. They've been, and I think that's where, if you're the Broncos, it would hurt to lose either of them, but you have two potential wide receiver ones in that room. And so maybe you say, okay, that's a, I'm going to trade one of them. And then in that case, you're going to hang on to the other because Tim Patrick, I think, profiles is a very good wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have maybe the dynamic element of a wide receiver one, but is reliable catches everything can take advantage of single coverage is getting better and better. So I'd say if they trade for Deshaun Watson, uh, Tim Patrick, they find a way to keep him around. Now, if, if it's still just drew lock, if it's status quo drew lock, plus somebody they bring in in free agency, um, I could see them keeping Tim Patrick long-term. The problem is I don't know that they get much for Portland Sutton in a trade in terms of future picks because he's in his contract year and if he leaves in free agency a year from now, um, you know, the, he could be available. I could see, I could see the Broncos trying to get more than the compensatory value, a, a third round pick if they deal Cortland something, but I don't think they would get a heck of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. Mace. Uh, next one from Broncos since seven guys, I'm looking for some encouragement. I feel let down, rejected and totally deflated. I was playing football with my four-year-old son in the backyard this week when he totally broke me. He looked up at me, smiled and said, I'm Kansas city. I was shocked. I told him, no, we are Denver Broncos, but he just shook his head and laughed, insisted. I don't want to be a Bronco. I'm Kansas city. I thought I was doing a better job in raising him than this. Guess I need to watch who my four-year-old is listening to. LOL. thought you guys would get a kick out of this. Hope you have a great day. Oh man. Broncos oh. six, seven. Well, there there's uh there's always the route of, of adoption for your next child. Yeah. Although uh, Manning's forehead is pretty cool. Says throw the kid away. Try again. I know. You're oh oh man. Manning's forehead. <laughs> but I will say this. There is a long history of, of in, in cities that are rivals of some kids becoming a fan of the local team's rival if yeah. they're really freaking good. Like, for example, you've, there are a lot of children of the 90s who are huge Cowboy fans in Philadelphia when Dallas was at its peak and they lashed on to the Cowboys and they wanted to be different. So I'm a little worried we might have a uh, – a subculture of chiefs fans in this younger generation here in Denver, because the chiefs are the winners and they're cool. And right now the Broncos aren't. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately you're right. Mace. 
Broncolic. There we go. There's the Broncolic that I was referring yeah. to yesterday. Broncolic 7-Eleven. Hey, guys, Zach, you perked me up by misreading Broncolio as my username yesterday. LOL. It's been a while since I've commented. Maybe that was the whole point. I just wanted to hear from Broncolic. He says, it's been a while since I've commented, and I've been slipping keeping up with the content due to work keeping me crazy busy the last couple of months. Hearing you all talk about the new young head coach of Vic can't bounce back yesterday. I have a proposal for you guys. The candidate I will be keeping a very close eye on is Clint Kubiak in Minnesota, who was just promoted to offensive coordinator for the Vikings. I wonder if George Payton's familiarity with him coming from there would help him land with the Broncos. That would be my way too early pick for head coach. I had my eye on Kyle Shanahan for years and missing out on him was Elway's biggest mistake. I think Clint could be the next Kyle. And in my mind, if there are any chance of that level of potential, we should jump on him if Vic doesn't work out. I'm rooting for Vic to succeed. I think he was right, the right hire. But meanwhile, we'll be looking closely at Clint's offense in Minnesota, hoping Clint has a great start to his career as an offensive coordinator. What do you think? Wow, I love this thinking. Broncholic. Wow, these names are going get, to get me, I swear. Uh, and you know what? You'll be the first one to have said it. Yeah, the Vikings are team nepotism. They have Clint Kubiak as the OC, and they have Adam Zimmer as their co-defensive coordinator. Well, I mean, what if the Broncos get Kubiak, wouldn't that kind of yeah. uh, very much stick with the Broncos as well? Yeah, and that's been part and parcel of the of the Broncos at times over the last 15 years. Uh, you know what? I hope Clint Kubiak does well. I just kind of want the Broncos to get past the nepotism thing. Wouldn't that be something else? And Mace, I totally understand yeah. what, what you're saying. I think we've been talking about that for a while, but wouldn't it be yeah. something else if it continued in the Broncos? Let's say they did hire Clint, but it would be because of like an outside reason why they hired him because George Payton's familiarity and George Payton had nothing to do with the nepotism and stuff. That would just be very bizarre. Yeah, it, it would be strange. I, I'm I'm kind of for going forward with some clean breaks from the past. <laughs> right. All things being equal. Relatively speaking, nepotism is a problem. In yeah. general, in yeah. life, wavy, wavy Dave. Dave. Oh, jinx, jinx. Uh, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett to the Dolphins, Andy Dalton to the Bears, and Tyrod Taylor to the Texans. Does this make the front runner for the of the Broncos the front runner to land Deshaun Watson? Well, I'll tell you, our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook uh, have moved the front runner. It is no longer the Texans. And it's not the Broncos. Broncos third right now, plus 400. What you have instead is the Carolina Panthers moving up to the favorite uh -huh. at plus 150. There's a lot of buzz around Carolina right now. They've been slow in free agency, but apparently the reason for that is because they have they are locked in mm -hmm. on Deshaun Watson. And it's one reason why when you're talking about quarterback possibilities, even though we didn't discuss him, uh, I've heard this name kicked around a little bit. Uh, and yeah, this is consolation prize. I know nobody wants that. People are going to roll their eyes. Uh, keep your eyes on Teddy Bridgewater being available. And that is a guy that George Payton drafted. Right. Yep. It's a really good point. Former first round pick too. But yeah, that, that would be a heck of a consolation prize. By the way, our friend Benjamin Albright, he tweeted out this morning, what book has the best odds on Carolina landing Watson asking for a me? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yes. yep. They they're definitely the yep. team that's hot right now, that's for and, sure. And David Tepper, I think, would do whatever it takes in terms of an audacious offer, in terms of draft capital and personnel. I mean, they might they might put Christian McCaffrey in that deal. Yep. 
They very well may. And man, that would be just a great player for the Texans to get in return to try to bring some, bring some happiness to some fans. Exactly. Miller for life. Hello. Been listening for a little while now and finally decided I need to subscribe. We got him. Amen. Thank you for coming aboard Miller for life. Probably a good week for you. He says, I'll keep everything on a positive note. I'm excited to have my boy Vaughn back for another year and hopefully the rest of his career. He has great years ahead of him. I can just feel it. Super stoked by the pickup of Ronald Darby. So we don't have to worry about spending it on a cornerback and could just send that pick over to Houston for Deshaun Watson. Last but not least, y'all are awesome. What you do and have turned me to even to an even bigger fan than I already was. Keep doing what you do and stay safe out there. We appreciate it. Love the fact that you're riding with us now as a member of the family. Thank you very much for subscribing and uh, hope you continue to be as happy uh, uh, with what we deliver as you have, if you have, have been. Absolutely. Miller for life. You're just making my day there. Welcome to the fam. And also thank you for the nice comment. It really does mean a lot. Next one coming in from maybe the dingo HL baby says toaster strudels, not toaster pastries uh, is the Cadillac of mass produced radiated tasty morning treats. Pop tarts are the Ryan leaf of choice between the two. I think autocorrect bamboozled me once again. Uh, (laughs) There we go. When will the NFL break the news and regulations on how they will conduct COVID season 2.0? Will it be kicked around during the owners meetings or evolve as 2021 dictates? I think it's going to evolve. I expect that you'll have a pretty firm plan coming up here in the next couple of months. I think a lot of it's going to depend on the speed at which vaccines are being distributed. And of course, it's on a state by state basis. Some places can be faster than others. Like I think Colorado is going to be one of the states that is uh, kind of ahead on things, but they're going to want to kind of equalize the terms for teams in the off, off season. But I think we'll hear something and I expect that it will be say 80 to 90% of normal, that there will be some things that are still different about operating in a, in a pandemic and kind of coming out of that. And I would expect full normalcy in 2022. Now, one thing I do expect is that uh, you'll have pretty close to full houses by the time the season starts, that you're going to have plenty of fans in the stands and maybe even a uh, full, complete full house in some places. Although, could see a scenario, Zach, where masks are required for fans in the stands this year and players are still kind of operating under protocols that keep them kind of separate, separated from, say, the media and that sort of thing. But I expect the season's going to feel normal next year. Yeah, I agree. I think the season will be fairly normal. I don't think the off season is going to be very right. normal at all. So it may kind of feel like full COVID lockdown again this off season, yeah. and then maybe not training camp for fans, but training camp for the players, I think will will feel fairly normal. What I hope they do, Zach, is that if the, you know, we have Dr. Anthony Fauci talking about normalcy by July 4th. If that's the case, I hope the NFL thinks about saying, all right, maybe we're not going to have everybody in for as long as usual, but maybe we get everybody in for two weeks and get say eight to 10 practices in early July to right. make up for some of that. And I know that would really help the Broncos. And that might be a good compromise between the NFL and the NFLPA because the NFLPA, starting with its player head, uh, uh, J.C. Treader, they don't want OTAs on an NFLPA level. But you have players, including some on the Broncos, like Bradley Chubb, who have said, hey, we need that work. Yeah, you're, you're right, Mace. And 
I wonder if the NFLPA would agree with something just right before the start of training camp. They may, may want to let their players have a little extra time off, but we'll see. We'll see what that boils down to. Uh, and one thing that I do know is our friends over at Manscaped are doing an awesome thing right now. They're partnering with the Testicular Cancer Society because one man every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer. And at Manscaped, they want to save balls. This means not only designing the right tools for the job, but raising awareness for the ball busting disease, which is the most common form of cancer among men ages 15 to 35. That's right. 15 years old to 35 years old. It's the most common form of cancer among men. And as part of Manscaped's brand mission, their partnership with the Testicular Cancer Society aims to educate and entertain while spreading a very important message about early detection and self-screening to protect yourself against men's health issues and cancer risks. So first and foremost, go get yourself checked. Make sure you're staying on top of that. Even if you're young, 15 to 35, make sure to stay on top of that. Next, go to Manscaped and grab a lawnmower 3.0 and use the code DNVR to save 20% plus free shipping and help the proceeds go toward an amazing cause. Buy the performance packages and crop mops today to contribute to the We Save Balls initiative they have going on. And every purchase made in the month of March goes towards contributions made to the Testicular Cancer Society. So make sure to use that code DNVR to save 20%, get free shipping, and help the Testicular Cancer Society over at Manscaped. Yeah, that's a great cause. So definitely uh, uh, appreciate Manscaped getting involved with that. And uh, you get involved with that as well. I want to tell you also about Gabby Insurance. We're all looking to, for ways to save money, right? Especially now. So let's ask you this. How would you like to keep an extra 109, pardon me, $961 a year in your pocket? Because that is how much Gabby Insurance saved per year on average on car and home insurance. Why, when shopping for insurance, you should use Gabby. Gabby takes the pain, the pain of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples-to-apples apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers, including Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers, and others. Just link your current insurance account, and in minutes you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. That is $961 saved on average per year by Gabby customers. Imagine what you could do with that in your pocket. I mean, hey, that might be your Christmas budget for a year that Gabby's savings can provide you. You're probably overpaying on car and home insurance, and you can find out today how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check. There's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. They won't sell your info. You won't get blown up with insurance calls after checking Gabby out, and that itself is super comforting. More and more time. Head to gabi.com slash DNVR and see how much you can save. Make sure you get that slash DNVR in as well so they know that you're checking Gabby out from DNVR. All right, Mace, let's continue in the comment section. Next one from Manning's Forehead. He says, I'd like to volunteer as the host of the DNVR ASU Sun Devils podcast with Michaela Perkins <laughs> when RK snowbirds to Arizona to bring DNVR with them. Forks up. I oh, love that, man. man. We, we actually have quite the following in Arizona, so maybe we can have that happen someday. This is why whenever the Broncos play the Cardinals, you look around the stadium and see a sea of orange. <laughs> we know that a lot of a lot of Coloradoans and a lot of Colorado influence are down there in the Valley of the Sun. So, hey, I just don't know if RK could host a, a podcast that involved a Pac-12 team other than CU. I don't think so. I think that'd be too tough for him. <laughs> Next one from Mike DeCicio. Did I get that one right, Mace? 
think it's a uh, DeChico. DeChico. Ah, yes. I'm sorry about that, Mike. Mike DeChico. He says, do you think Natani Muti can force his way into the lineup? And if so, how long or how does that line look with any shifting that would happen? Also, why do leaves turn colors and fall off in the fall? I would like Andrew to answer this as if he were Calvin's dad. All right. If I were Calvin's dad, I would tell Calvin that the leaves uh, turn colors and fall off because uh, because of sunburn. <laughs> just like your skin turns red when you're out out in the sun too much, the leaves turn red. They're out in the sun all summer. And then that be, and then just like your skin falls off in flakes when it burns. So, too, the leaves fall to the ground. I love that. Is that is that Calvin and Hobbes? <laughs> yeah, because K- Calvin's dad offers some hilarious uh advice and i find that the longer i'm a parent the more i start start talking like calvin's dad about uh you know getting diarrhea building character and that sort of thing and i know my daughter does not like hearing that uh, good question though on natani muti as well and could he force his way into the lineup he'd probably have to be spectacular because i because what what he would need is probably he'd play guard not tackle and so if he is spectacular does that mean that you shift Dalton Reisner over to center which is a position he has played he's also been a right tackle in college and so maybe it might it might be something you think about if say Jawan James isn't healthy it might be something you think about if Lloyd Cushenberry hasn't uh, progressed off of what he showed late in his first season so there are some possibilities there yeah, if he does it in a way that's not through injury, Mace, it's yeah. because Graham Glasgow slides over to center yeah. uh, because Lloyd Cushenberry is struggling or because Natani Muti Order. is just so good. And then Muti steps in at guard. That's something I could see happening, cer- certainly. Yeah. That's not ideal because I think the Broncos want Cushenberry to take that step up, but that's something that could happen. Yeah, and and to, and don't forget, Vic Fangio did say he thought that Lloyd Cushenberry was about the most improved player on the roster down the stretch last year. So Vic is yeah. high on Cushenberry. Oh, he very much is. Next one coming in from Orange and Blue all over. Since you guys keep me informed on Denver local stuff, though, <laughs> thought I would add a local perspective from Houston. The clown trying to slander Watson is no is a known low life. Attention-seeking fraud in Houston. It's all about attention and politics for him. Zero integrity or character. Real lawyers don't post charges on Instagram. Uh, that's hard to True. hard to disagree <laughs> with. He says, keep on charging. And Watson, no matter what. He says also he is the neighbor of McNair, the Texans owner. Super fishy, to say the least. Yeah. Kind of that's kind of a more illuminating version of what we said earlier in the podcast. But yeah, uh, th- this is why you're taking it with a whole shaker worth of salt, not just a grain. Yeah. Yes, I- exactly. Next one coming in from Broncos only. Hi, dudes. I'm saddened by the situation with Philip Lindsay and the Broncos. I haven't been his biggest fan, but I've kept an open mind. And you guys certainly make good arguments about how the team is using him wrong. But then that makes me wonder, does Pat Shermer really not know what to do? If they did play to his strengths a lot, wouldn't that sort of make the offense more predictable? Wouldn't playing to his strengths end up impacting some other player whom we'd be saying the Broncos are using wrong? If the only counter argument is that Pat Shermer really doesn't know what he is doing then we are doomed practically no matter what thanks for the coverage broncos only here's one of the ways it was described to me mace was um you know he he's not a system fit so that would kind of be pat Shermer, but not necessarily blaming pat Shermer. but the other thing was um kind of what you're saying is uh two one dimensional and uh, could could be predictable that that that's kind of what i've heard for the justification for it right and pat Shermer likes 
to have a running back who can go out there and give them the broad spectrum of possibilities as to what to do on a snap. And so that he wants somebody who can pass pro catch passes, run between the tackles and have a, a dynamic threat. It's why when, you know, he got to the New York giants, uh, first order of business was get Saquon Barkley and plug Saquon Barkley in and did very well in Minnesota was part of an offense that when it was humming smoothly early in the season, the idea was to have Dalvin cook, but then cook gets hurt. And then he goes to uh, a committee of Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon. They got by with that situationally working those two, but Shermer's preference is the one guy who can kind of do everything and doesn't tip off the defense. So, you know, it's just, you know, some some coaches, their preference is just to play situationally, like Bill Belichick goes situationally with his running backs. And some like Pat Shermer just want that guy who does everything. Yeah. So. Wants a Dalvin Cook type of guy. Yep. Ozzy wants the stash. <laughs> just when I thought General Peyton and I were on the same page after crossing the Rhine in the southern Germany. I was stunned when he let Kareem Jackson return to the US until I remember that all roads lead to Deshaun Watson. The war is one when we capture that. San Francisco or Denver and no Miami and New York Jets. Is this Michael Lombardi a legit source or is he a headline making shock jock? Well, we kind of got into that earlier. I think you know what we what what I think. Uh, someone other than the Broncos, please please sign Trubisky. So all the quarterbacks I don't want are on desperate teams. Give me the stash now. Get, then get Watson, my general. It's getting more likely by the day. Draft day, trade down and get Jeremiah Awusu Koromora and Will Parks and have him cover Cream's spot. The problem is if you get Deshaun Watson, you're probably giving up the draft draft capital that would allow you to get JOK. So. <laughs> right, right. And if you get Deshaun Watson, I mean, Will Parks as your safety makes makes a lot of sense because you're not going to have the draft capital to go get a safety in the draft. Exactly. Next one coming in from Dan Burke. Hey, guys. So in light of the Raiders moving on from Rodney Hudson, I thought it's worth sharing this, which is shocker. Hudson played six years for the Raiders. Over that time, he played over 3,700 pass blocking snaps and allowed only three sacks in that entire six-year span. Last season, he allowed his first sack in three years to our very own Draymond Jones. Hopefully, fans aren't sleeping on Draymond Jones. Dude's a stud with one of the hardest skill sets to find in the league. Assuming he's not traded away as part of a Watson package, I'm really excited to where he can take the game next. What do y'all think? Dan Burke, I, I think you're spot on with saying just how good Draymond Jones can be and how he could really be uh, the, the breakout player for the Broncos this year. And also, that's why when we've talked about trade packages in this past month for Deshaun Watson, Mace, we've said, you know, Bradley Chubb, and Draymond Jones is the two guy is the two guys. The name wouldn't get national attention, Draymond Jones, but football guys know who he is. Right. And Draymond Jones is trending like Jarrell Casey. Uh, and Jarrell Casey was one of the best interior pass rushers for the better part of a decade. Uh, yeah, it didn't work out in Denver. He got hurt early in the season. It doesn't diminish what he did to that point. And Jones's head in that direction with a very similar skill set and very and, and very similar strengths in terms of being an interior pass rusher. So, yeah, I think Dr yeah, Draymond Jones, I think, is going to make a leap this year. Is it with Denver? Well, if it's not with Denver, it means they got Deshaun Watson. <laughs> right. It's good news either right. way. Yeah. LDJ chimes in. I'm super intrigued to see what happens with Russell Wilson. The four teams he wants to go to, he can't. The Raiders, Saints, and Bears don't have the draft capital, and the Jets don't want to trade for Russell Wilson. The Jets need to be serious about trading Sam Darnold. They aren't, and the Seahawks need a pick high enough to get a quarterback. Russ is ticking me off. We could give the Seahawks Drew the ninth pick, a first next year, and a player or 
or two. This is so dumb. Not to mention, I'm tired of national media saying the Panthers are a viable trade target. We we have a better roster, one pick behind them, and better players to trade. They have Christian McCaffrey. That's it. But you can't tell me McCaffrey is more valuable than Bradley Chubb or Cortland Sutton. He's a running back, plain and simple. Like, I don't understand the Panthers' pitch. Makes no sense to me. There's not a better team than us. They don't have a better roster. They have one better pick. Make it make sense to me. Well, LDJ, um, I think there's an argument to be made on on who's more valuable, Bradley Chubb or Christian McCaffrey. I would say that Christian McCaffrey is probably more of an intriguing guy for the Texans to get as a person and as a player than Cortland Sutton, personally. Um, the Texans also need to make a PR move, and Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. would certainly be a good PR move there. Um, and Russell Wilson, Mace, news uh, coming out via the Dan Patrick show that what the Bears offered Seattle for Russell Wilson, which Seattle turned down after thinking about it, was three first-round picks, uh, I think a third-round pick, and two starters. Yeah, and... I think Seattle was wise to turn that down. And uh, I feel like unlike Houston, there are some rational actors in Seattle that are able to realize, okay, what are we doing here? Let's get this right with Russ. Let's figure this thing out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I totally agree. Count Lockula chimes in and says a common mistake that people make when trying to design something completely foolproof is to underestimate the ingenuity of complete fools. Douglas Adams wrote that on the Texans, perhaps love the count. (laughs) I love it. I think, man, the count, you always provide great insight and great ways to put it. I love it. Yeah. I think with the Texans in their line of thinking, you, uh, you take a normal team and then you take away rationality and accountability and, uh, and add a little of some cult like, uh, thinking in there and you have the Houston Texans mindset right now. Yep, exactly. Exactly. It's bizarre. That's for sure. Hip Hip You Ray says, Hey guys, so I have to come to Mace's defense here and say that Milwaukee is not as bad as RK painted it out to be. Summerfest is really cool. All the breweries are really good. The farmers markets are on point and the small market energy is amazing. Also, RK, if you like Boulder, then I definitely think you will like Madison. Oh, I, I know that for certain. I've been to Madison many times and uh, yeah. Madison is basically the Boulder of the Midwest. Yep. Yep. I've, I've been to uh, Madison for 24 hours and I've been to Milwaukee for three hours. Yeah. I'm not going to vouch for the rest of Wisconsin, but I will okay. vouch for Milwaukee and Madison. There we go. <laughs> he says, as someone who is from Colorado originally now lives in the Midwest, not too far from these places. I can say that it's not all bad. Winters suck, but summertime by the lake with a summer shandy is pretty cool too. Also, Mesa, I need more Cornholio references. I laughed so hard. I was rolling on the ground. Thanks for all you do. Hip, hip, you Ray. <laughs> Oh my god. My goes oh, terrifying. I need, I need to show Watson for my bungle. I love it, Mace. I love it. Now rest that throat, my friend. Oh, sorry. All right. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good now. I'm fine. Sorry. Just uh, possessed a little bit. <laughs> it seems like it. It's funny though. Brian <laughs> says, Hey guys, just checking to see if we signed a Dory and Deshaun yet. Bye. Hashtag enter the matrix. Yeah. That was an interesting below the radar cut was the Titans parting ways with a Dory Jackson. Yeah. Did not see that one coming. Uh-uh. And uh, again, George Payton has said, or Vic Fangio has said that George Payton has been preparing for some, some guys to be cut unexpectedly. Right. Uh-huh. I wonder if that, he'll be on their list. 
Maybe, although I think Kyle Fuller has to be the first choice, right? I mean, you'd think so, just price wise, though. Yeah, I mean, besides, any if if they bring in a Fuller, that's awesome because then I get to uh, make my Fuller references from Home Alone. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> All right, the other Ryan, please read the greeting in your best leprechaun voice. Tap of the morning to you on this St. Patrick's Day, my boys. I don't know if we can do that in uh, leprechaun voice, uh, though. My boys. My boys. I don't even yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think we probably need to be a little higher pitched than that, but I digress. I am not sure why there is skepticism about Ronald Darby's fit in Vic Fangio and Ed Dontel's defense. Ron Rivera has called some of the most zo- zone coverage of any coach during his time in the NFL. Darby bounced back last season playing in his and Jack Del Rio's system. Additionally, the Washington football team ran a lot of disguised coverages last season, which is something that Fangio and Dontel like to do. Fangio and Dontel are also not afraid to man up, so to speak, in coverage when he is, we saw last season, due to available personnel and 2018 with the Bears. I think Darby is a great fit. I understand the skepticism about his health, however. Darby can match up against the Tyreek Hills and Henry Ruggs threes in our division as well. What say you? Here's to a lucky Wednesday to all the end of the Army salute. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like Darby as a player. I just hope they don't go full zone with him since his right. strength is man. And I'm not saying that Vic never runs man. I just hope that they use him properly because if so, he can be a very good player. Uh, and uh, t- man, Tyree Kill and, and Henry Ruggs, I mean, certainly Tyreek, that speed is just hard to cover, but but uh, mm-hmm. Darby is certainly talented. And the other thing is, I mean, they're, they're disguised coverage and covers in Washington, but ultimately it's Jack Del Rio's defense last year. And uh, Del Rio is more of a man guy uh, than, than his own guy. So there was own, there was own principles, but uh, definitely still an emphasis on man coverage, but Darby would not be here if the Broncos didn't think he would fit what they were doing. And this is where I think you have to say, trust Vic and trust Ed. Yeah, you certainly do. They know what they're doing. They know what they're looking for. Absolutely. And final one coming in from some people call me the space cowboy can see George Payton sticking to his philosophy of keeping the long-term Bronco players around as for Philip Lindsay. I think it's sad. It's, it's sadly clear. The organization never loved him as much as us fans did and relationship terms. He is the girl you take out a couple of times to have fun with, but someone you never saw any long-term relationship with, especially once it would start getting serious. It always is just a short-term fling, even if it was exciting for a while. Oh, we had joy. We had fun. We had seasons in the sun. (laughs) But once it was time to lock it up, it was Uh, done. Yes. That's that's how it feels. I think that's a great way to put it. Some people call me the space cowboy. And that was a great show, Mason. Before we get out of here, got to tell you guys about Green Mountain Dental because we've had several DNBR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental over the years and make them their permanent family dentistry. And all of them have come back to us and thanked us for leading them to such a family-oriented practice with great, great service. And if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental. So all you have to do, take care of your teeth, for them to hand over a free Sonicare toothbrush. They're a longtime DNBR partner. They show us the love, so make sure to show them the love. They're only a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver, so check them out. Green Mountain Dental, schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. Well, Mace, that'll do it for us today. Thank you so much, all, for rolling with us on this, what was a very, very fun, fun podcast, and happy new NFL League year today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for rolling with us. Have a fantastic how long has it been since you and I rolled out the truck and took a country drive? Now understand that 
Take you back one last time